0: Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinart. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Caressio. Today, we have
1: a super special guest co-host, Deepika Prakash, who is calling in via Skype. Um, She is the founder of PatternReview.com, and we have invited her on for the debate to end all pattern debates, but Mm -hmm. probably not, (laughs) because it will just keep going. Um, So, indie or big four, paper or digital, um, we think it's going to be juicy. Um, After that, we'll share a little something in our Sojo segment and ask you to share something too. Uh, Before we get started, though, how is everyone doing today? And welcome, Deepika. Deepika.
2: Well, thank you so much. What what a fun way to debate, <laughs> exactly?
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, we are we are so excited um, to have you on for this and to get your perspective um, coming from the pattern review side of things. Um, yeah, why don't we? Um, why don't we jump in? I'm kind of ready to get going. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's jump in. Okay. So uh, first up. We are going to talk Indie versus Big Four. This is this is a hot one, you guys. Um, I was thinking about it, and, you know, as few as five to ten years ago, the Indie, indie pattern designer scene was just nothing like it is today. Um, and kind of the sewist's main option was to use Big Four patterns, um, which is typically desi- uh, defined as Simplicity, Vogue, Butterick, and McCall's. Um, which are now all part of the same company anyway. So I guess it's Big One. It's the Big One. Um, But now it's a very different story, and indie designers make up a huge portion of the um, sewing pattern landscape. Um, So Big Four versus Indie, it's a hot topic among sewists. Um, So I kind of want to jump into that and get um, everyone's perspectives on that, but also to kind of just to get started, wanted to think about and, and talk about how indie designers have kind of changed the landscape. Um, and, Topeka, to hear from you about um, maybe maybe you can get us started. And I was curious how the influx of indie designers has kind of changed things or not on patternreview.com.
2: I'm glad you add, um, added the or not. Yeah, I or think not. I'm going to reframe the question a little bit because... Um, <laughs> Believe it or not, like ever since like, Pattern Review started in 2001, um, 2001. So we've had um, a lot of people review since then. And um, while the companies have changed, but I think of indie, when you say independent designers, I'm thinking of anybody who's not um, McCall, McCall's, Berta, Simplicity, Vogue, um, New Look, Butterick. I think we covered all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. That yep. sounds right. So um, anybody who's not those, we've had, we've always had people reviewing and sharing um, their projects from different independent designers, even from the beginning. And like, I'll give you some examples of some companies you may or may not know of, like Stretch and So, Green Pepper. And um, you know, sewing workshop is an older independent designer, and um, there's so many independent designers which people have always like written reviews on. Um, so I actually did a little bit of a data analysis just to kind of um, validate what I uh, sense, is um, you know, having been in touch with um, all these projects, and it it did validate. And, um, what I'm seeing is that, um, the number of people who are now sewing with independent designers is going up on pattern review, at least. And obviously I can tell you only from our perspective on what pattern review community is sewing. It's going up like by three to 5% every year, but it's been like, it started, I like back in, I'm seeing like, uh, want to say what, um, um like even 2007 ish you know um there were like about 30 percent of the reviews were of independent patent companies
1: wow that is and surprising that's, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah that's, that's a big a number yep and now i think now we're seeing um what like uh 44 oh, wow yep. that's almost half so yep that's almost half And then um, I don't know if you want to get into and now I'm like, and we, as you know, we do um, yearly best patterns of the year. Right. So if you want to look at that data, because that's based on what people are reviewing and then Mm -hmm. people vote on those. So it's like a two step process. Mm -hmm. So um, and that number is is pretty awesome i I, in my opinion because i'm seeing that now it's at a point at which it's um you know like almost like 40 60 like 40 being independent designers and 60 being still the big four on that list
1: oh cool i love that list every year i um look forward to seeing those but i had noticed um that it it did seem like there are more indie designers being featured in that list.
2: Um, actually I'm I'm looking at my list uh, this was the first year no actually last year. Um, 52% of them were indie. Wow. Wow, yeah, so actually more than half, yeah.
0: Okay. That's um, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so. I love this. Data is so great. Data is awesome.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's facts. But we like that. Um, so the other thing which you asked was how has the influx of indie designers impacted pattern review? Um, I think it's the other way around. Pattern review has impacted the independent designers. Now, um, uh, a lot of them may or may not realize this, but The fact that so many people are posting on pattern review, which is um, what I don't know if it's the only one, but it's one of the only ones which is completely unbiased uh, Mm -hmm. platform where people can review and write about any because we're not affiliated with any pattern company. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the more people talk about it, the more people discover all these newer independent patterns and the more they're going to support and try new. So I think pattern review has impacted The independent designer uh, industry quite a bit. It makes a lot of sense.
1: That's very cool. Well, we have um we have a little bit, it's probably less scientific, but we had some data that we gathered from our Instagram community for the podcast. And um we asked, Do you prefer big four patterns more than indie patterns? And 61% of people said no. 39% 39% of people said yes. Um, so this was just a quick poll. I was honestly expecting that number to be um, a little bit higher for no's. I kind of expected the the Instagram community to be more indie focused. So it was a little bit more even than I... Oh, I'm
2: sorry. So, uh, so I didn't... Uh, so they're saying more people prefer the Big Four on Instagram? No, Is more more
1: people prefer indie, but it was okay. sixty one. You to thought it would be a percent. bigger difference, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, well, let's let's open it up a little bit. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, we we talk a lot from the business angle, but also kind of on a personal level. I was curious, um, kind of for everyone. Have you sewn with an indie pattern? And do you remember your first one? Your first time taping. Paper together to create your pattern. <laughs> I certainly remember that.
0: Now, keep in mind that just because it's an indie pattern doesn't mean you were taping it it's together. It's true. It's true. Because I do remember that, but I also remember if you're Very if you're true. looking at at the list we were going through earlier, my first indie pattern was probably a folkwear pattern. Oh yeah. Um, because I did a lot of those when I was in the theater, and uh, I don't believe we had to tape those together. Nope. Nope. So anyway, my answer is yes. Yes, you've <laughs> done one. Uh,
3: well, coming from me, um, my first indie pattern was actually not too long ago, working with Berta for like six years now. <laughs> I kind of only sew Berta. I don't have really have time to sew anything else. But I dipped my toes with the Nico top that um, that I love by True Bias. So that was really fun. And I have another one kind of in the works Megan Nielsen just released this swimsuit pattern. I think it was just like yesterday and I just really want to give it a try. So I'm slowly wanting to get a little bit more into the, in the indie sewing. Um, But yeah, right now it's still all on Burda because I mean, they post so
2: many new patterns every month. (laughs) So many I need to make still before I I just don't have time to make anything (laughs) else. I want to say that my first indie pattern, like, and I don't consider Burda to be an indie pattern yeah. Uh, no. So that my that was my second like first pattern when I actually sewed, which was uh, was a Simplicity one, and then the second one was Borda. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years I've worked with Borda, but and then my I w- I want to say my first indie pattern has to be a Jolie pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice Canadian brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm still like it's still one of my favorite brands to sew for myself and my totally. daughter. Mm-hmm. They have and because they make a lot of patterns for knits. I mean, at, at least they used to. They have a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have their, their style. They're amazing. They're, um, and the way they're drafted and put together is just so cool. It, they really mm-hmm. put a lot of thought into it. I've never had a water from any of their patterns. They have, uh, minimal ease. So they fit you like they should. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I am all like, it's my favorite pattern company to sew for, for, my daughter, when he, if we talk about taping, and um, she's what eight now, I think like I could do I could do a child's pattern, you know? It's like it'll what, what five pages? I could tape that. <laughs> right. Um So I think I may have tried that made by Ray. I don't know if any of you yep. guys have kids, yeah, uh, or you sew for kids, but made by Ray pattern. I tried the geranium dress. Oh yeah, that's a cute one. Yeah, so I tried that. Then I tried Oliver and S, and I was hooked.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my first one was back in 2014, and I sewed the Whitney Deal Mercer tunic. And I think that was, I bought it on Etsy, because I think, you know, back then, a lot of people didn't, you know, the designers didn't necessarily have their own websites with a marketplace set up, so they were going through Etsy. But Mm -hmm. that was definitely one I had to tape together, and it felt like it took five hours. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I remember, and
1: I was, I was like, what am I doing? Um, but mm-hmm. so so now, um, kind of what, on a personal level, what's the unscientific percentage of big four versus indie patterns that you kind of use on a regular basis?
0: Okay, she's looking at me. Kate's going first. Um, honestly, right now... Um, I think it depends on if you count Berta or not. Um, if you do, it's maybe 75% indie and 25% big four. Um, if you just take the big four down to Simplicity, McCall's, Buttrick, and Vogue, then it's probably like 97% indie. Um, I just right now, I am very much trying out the the littler companies out there and finding all the interesting things that they're doing. And, um, I don't think I've sewn anything from the big four in about two years at this point. So unless you count the wow. dice bags, the dice bags are technically a butt trick. I think simplicity. I can't remember. In any case, they're dice bags. So they barely count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, mine,
3: mine's like ninety nine percent Big Four, Berta, and then one percent I guess <laughs> indie, yeah. <laughs> i just I, yeah i don't know i, I mean just that, love makes sense. So that makes and sense so much and since it's like when you get familiar working with a brand i just always totally. know my size oh, yeah. i always know the fit and the seam allowance and, not, and, and all of yeah that. the seam allowance now i i get mad if a pattern has seam allowance and i'm like how <laughs> dare you add that five eighths i only like to sew with half an inch no yeah <laughs> I get like mad when they include how not could the seam you possibly like. make
0: this decision for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But I find what you were talking about earlier
3: is indie doesn't really, I I don't always think of digital, and I know we'll talk about this later, but um, digital as an indie thing. Because even when I started with Berta six years ago, they only had the, I mean, the online site that I was working for only had the digital patterns anyway, so it was still all digital. So I don't always think that indie means Digital, it can be big four it's as true. well. true. And there's a
1: little notes. Yeah. There's a lot of indie designers releasing paper patterns as yep. well. Oh, yeah. So.
2: No, totally. Totally. So. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So for me, because I don't have too much time, I like to make smart decisions. And um, <laughs> for me, uh, I think the, the fact that a lot of people are talking about some patterns favorably in pattern review um, sometimes does influence my decisions because if I'm setting myself up for success, it really doesn't matter. Uh, whether I'm using indie pattern or a big four pattern, like the McCall six eight eight six. It's like, I don't know, over like, like hundreds of reviews at this point. Oh. And that that uh, in itself has been featured in so many of our lists over years. It's one of the um, oldest patterns, which is still active. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I made I whipped those out like um, in like an hour and I can use that as a blank canvas for some of the other projects I'm doing. Uh-huh. So, and there, I think there are five, but if I'm short on time, I will, for me, it's more about like picking a pattern, which I have sewn before. I know that it's going to work for me. Uh-huh. Um, but when I'm thinking of trying uh, new, new newer patterns that I haven't made before, it's. I would say for me, it's like 50-50. It all depends on what I'm looking at right now on mm. on the site and what people are making, if it works, the person has the same body type as me and I like their style, um, chances are that I will like the project as well. So it saves some time for me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely getting into that mode where I'll just, it takes a lot for me to kind of branch out. Like I, I like to make things kind of over and over and over again, if I know that they're going to work. So, but when I do, I, I bet I'm 97% 97% indie patterns at this point. And I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it is part of that, that I sew things over and over again. And I don't know, I'm really active on Instagram. So that's, that's what I see more of. And, um, so that's, that's just kind of where I'm at at the moment. But, um, but it definitely, it, it could
0: change, um, mm-hmm. at any moment. So. Well, and the big four have been doing their things for a long time and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. For right. Sure. Totally. Right.
1: Um. So maybe let's dive into kind of like why do you which do you like more and why? And I was thinking about this for on the indie side, and one part of it that I do really like is is that it is, um, you know, within the community, it's these are you know independent small businesses run by women. So I I really like that aspect right. of things that mm-hmm. I'm you know supporting someone who um is is this is their business and you can um, you can have interactions with them. Um, I also I don't know. I I kind of like the longevity of indie patterns more than Big Four, because I feel like especially um, if we're talking paper patterns, um, the fact that I don't know, the the naming sometimes throws me off for Big Four, like as soon as you have four numbers in a row. I'm like, which one was that? (laughs) Like, just name it after a person already. Um, But I, so I find that that's, that's, I don't know. I just like that more. And you know, that, that, yeah, that there is that longevity. It's not that a bunch of people have made it and now you can't find it anymore with indie patterns. You know, you search the hashtag and you can find um, a bazillion versions and um, it's kind of hard to tease it out, but that's, that's my take. Anybody else want to weigh in?
2: I'll weigh in. Um, I absolutely, absolutely, hands down um, am a big fan of small businesses being one Mm -hmm. myself too. I like to support my local community in my town. I will actually make an effort to not shop on Amazon sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) go to that art store to buy that pen uh, because I am a big fan of a personal journey. And um, I... Personally, you know, I, I, one of the perks of my running pattern review is that I have had a lot of um, uh, connection with a lot of these pattern designers. Sure. And, I, mm. and I have had a chance to talk to them and I've learned their story. And that to me is uh, really important. And I know that so many of them have put in so much of themselves into their businesses. And um, the other thing which I like about independent designers is that they do sew alongs. They -hmm. do a lot of sew alongs Mm -hmm. and each pattern release is is sometimes it's a little over the top production. (laughs) But uh, in most cases, uh, in most cases, it's good because they give you the fabric choices. They tell you where it came from. And then they'll follow it with the sew along. Some of them even offer kits now. So right. I like I like that each release is something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And um, but that said, if I have never honestly personally done anything because of a hype, mm-hmm. I will I will sew something if it works for my lifestyle and my taste and my body type. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will. I can always appreciate it on others. Like for me, cold shoulder is a no go. I never oh wore a cold shoulder. <laughs> yes. I actually want double shoulders. I <laughs>
3: want cold <laughs> shoulders? That's so funny that you say that. Amanda has said that in so many like other
1: episodes. <laughs> about a cold. Shoulder. No cold shoulders for me either. <laughs>
2: nope. I will wear a shrug on top of
0: yes. everything.
2: Well, and cold. see, I think I that's... just don't get the, that trend. I just don't get it. No.
0: And I totally understand that. I don't really get it either. Um, But I think that that's one of the the benefits. I don't know if it's benefits. But when you have the big four, they are following trends and they're coming out with all these new patterns. And it's all like, okay, this is the look for this year. But Mm -hmm. with the independent patent designers, because they don't put out such a volume Every given year, they tend to, I think, think a little bit more about each pattern and how long it can be usable. I find
3: them more just, like, practical. Like, I think of, like, an indie pattern if I needed some really
0: good, like, wardrobe staples. But I'm going to
3: go somewhere, like, obviously... I'm not being biased here, but Berta for like a fashion piece. Yeah, if you want to go high
0: fashion, you're going to go Berta or Vogue, something like that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, if you want to go wardrobe staples, independent pattern companies are great for that. And you Mm -hmm. do see a certain amount of the trend things going on. Like a lot of people have jumpsuits out and that Mm -hmm. is definitely a trend. But you still see a lot of things that you could expect to be wearing in 10 years still not as a renaissance to the look.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's um, what what I love, absolutely love about independent um, designers in the sewing industry is it validates our industry. That means it's feasible. It's financially feasible for people to think about starting a sewing business. Mm -hmm. And you cannot imagine the thrill it gives me. But I do, and it just makes me so happy to think of this as a feasible, viable, financially feasible industry and the fact that somebody can dream up and actually uh, make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That That you can
0: be successful when competing against companies that big and that Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been a little bit of talk about – I mean, I think it happens on on the big four side and on the indie side as well about quality, um, because I feel like um, the big four patterns kind of have their history going for them, and and they do have that you know professional level grading, and you know you know that that's kind of built into their system. And uh-huh. the the indie designers, um, you know, I think they they come at it with a, a varying degree of professional background in. Um, pattern design fashion design and grading um so I I have seen some critiques of indie designers especially because um, there are so many of them now that that have that focus on the grading um and and also on the flip side um, there's kind of the instructions question you know big four versus indie because um, my experience has been that um, indie instructions are, Better, more detailed. there you there is usually a bit more um, illustrations to go by I'm sure that's not true across the board um, but I and on on the grading front I think I've had I've had flops on both sides you know I've had weird things that I couldn't figure out size-wise um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm on either side of that um, for indie or Big Four but what has your experience been
0: My um, experience or my what I've noticed is that with indie pattern companies, I think they walk into their instruction writing thinking that you are not perhaps an expert Um, Mm -hmm. and they tend to write as if um, they tend to write as if that you need a little bit more guidance. Um, which I think is honestly great because if you do, then you've got it. And if you don't, you're like, okay, great. And you just kind of say, so what they're saying is you do this and this and and you just kind of ignore those details. Um, I think that the big four um, tend to have, uh, they, they, they have a style, you know, and it's a style that assumes that you are at a certain level and that you uh-huh. know what you're doing. And yeah, technically it does uh, a beginner can follow it, but I find that, It's always a little easier for me to follow independent um, instructions rather than Big Four instructions. And I I am a pretty high-level sewer, so that's just, you know, it's not like I can't follow the Big Four. It's just that it's easier to follow. Now, BIRDA, BIRDA can be real special on occasion (laughs) Sometimes. Yes, there's a yeah, little bit, exactly. There's a little bit there, and they assume you really know what you're doing. And so yeah. I can usually handle Berta, but there are moments i I tell you there was a dress I was working on a couple of weeks ago where I was just sitting there staring at the instructions, like, "I don't know which edge they're talking about. They're saying the <laughs> the front edge, but I don't know what piece they're talking about. So I don't know which front front edge I'm supposed to be dealing with here. I'm going to guess. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my take on that. Sorry, Berta. It's okay. The
3: complaint department's closed there, Kate. No, I'm just no, no.
0: Yeah, it probably is late enough that it is. So, Meg, you're going to have to take my complaints for them. <laughs> just have a
3: stack ready for when I, I come to Colorado okay. next time. Oh, you I'll, just you in, in the right direction. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I, I can't talk about my experience on my one Nico top. I mean, it, it worked and it was great. So that's kind of all I have to go on. So I'm not probably not the best person to ask in terms of overall the quality of grading and everything. I just, what I usually do for, I know what I do for the Nico top is I'm a big fan of... um just taking a measurement right from a similar garment that I have in my wardrobe, mm-hmm. a similar turtleneck, and I measure it across, you know, the chest and bust and hip and just put that tape measure on the pattern. And I just kind of... I do that for men's patterns too. Cause I don't, I don't know what size and I just, and then I, you know, the neck and the sleeve length and everything. I just, yeah. So that's what I did. And it really worked for me in that instance. Yeah. Cause maybe I just didn't have that sort of not trust, but just the unfamiliar, unfamiliarity of not knowing. Um, and maybe, maybe a little bit of stigma too, of the Indies grading as mm-hmm. what you said too, the lack of experience and stuff. Um, but then again, I can't really, I haven't delved into too many too many other ones but
2: yeah I haven't had um any like super bad experiences um on either side honestly and uh, I think it all comes down to uh like Meg said which I sometimes when people experience that it's like a lot of the times I don't know maybe it's the fact that we haven't picked the right size or am I I can only tell you from my personal experience that the only time I had a um well, was recent as well, but this was when I was sewing for my daughter and I think I picked a, I don't know, I think simplicity, I don't know which pattern I picked for her. It was huge. It was absolutely yeah. huge on mm-hmm. her. And then that's when I switched to more independent patterns for her uh, because as a new mom, like, you know, I don't I don't have that kind of time, like a new working mom too. So I switched to Oliver and her patterns. I was like pleasantly surprised and it was like so nice. Everything worked great. So that was my only like negative experience with um, one of the more commercial patterns. But um I have not had any issues with uh, lines not matching up, but lately, and I can talk more about that later, I'm more into hand stitching, more uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say it, Alabama Shannon style or this, I think they want us to say this school of making reverse mm. applique type stitching. So, um, one of their, their patterns are not, um, well drafted in my opinion, for at least the ones I have used. So some of the things are off here and there, but because I am not new to sewing, I use the reverse applique style on some of the patterns I've already used before, like that McCall's one I mentioned, 6886. Um, there's no reason why I can't use that technique on some of the other patterns. So other than that, I mean, true bias patterns work really well for me too. And um, in the closet case, uh, I've sewn only a couple of them. But yeah, I haven't had any problems um, in either case, maybe like, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at anyone, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I mean, yeah. I feel like more more pattern companies, the better for us. <laughs> yes. I know.
1: And I would, I would like to say that my flops, Probably come down to picking the wrong size and the wrong style for me, yeah. and or the wrong fabric because even though I know better, sometimes I still, you know, mm-hmm. you have, have hope. Moments. You're like, yeah, I shouldn't I'll make, but... it work. I'll yeah. make it work. Yeah. Oh, I've totally done that
3: before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're like, ooh. <laughs> well, there was there's one more thing that I wanted to cover. I feel like we could talk for hours on this subject, yeah. but I did, um, I I did kind of want to talk about. Um, beginner sewers, because I think, you know, we're all in the sewing industry and we're all kind of invested in seeing it move forward, which means that, you know, bringing in new sewists is really an important Mm -hmm. part of this. So I was kind of curious to hear um, what your what your take on this is, is is there is there one kind of pattern that's better than the other Um, kind of related to that, thinking about the cost of indie patterns, which, you know, even for a digital pattern can, can really get up there in the, you know, 14 to 16 to even $18 range, uh, as opposed to big four patterns, which are very similar, um, paper wise, but you know, you can often get them on sale for 99 cents. So kind of a two part question, um, you know, is, are we, are we set up for success in terms of a sewing industry, um, and our beginner, Server beginner, so is better served by indie or big four. I, I guess there's probably pros and cons.
0: She's looking at me again. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, no, it's fine, but you're definitely you're obviously throwing it to me, so I will answer. Um, I think that as I said a little while ago, I, I feel like the instructions are uh, for independent patterns are written a little bit better for beginners and so Mm -hmm. i think that if you're really not confident in your skills that's a great place to start um however i also think it's good to get practice with the big four because they kind of set the standard so um if you're looking for marks that you're going to recognize um they're sort of universal but not completely and i feel like there's a certain amount of i don't know they're they're The main patterns. They're the patterns everybody uses. They're the patterns your grandma uses. They're the patterns your mom uses. They're the patterns, you know, your great grandmother used. So there's that too. Um, Wait, what was the other part? The price. Mm -hmm. The price. um, It's really hard for me to think about that, honestly, because um, in this job, I get many of my patterns comped. Um, I know I have, especially with costume patterns gone and done. I, I've done the, oh, five for $5, um, I'm just going to get a whole bunch of costumes that I might want to make someday. And I've got a whole lot of costume patterns that I've never made sitting in my house right now. Um, so I think for me, if I really like an independent pattern, if it's exactly what I want, I don't have a problem paying $15 for it uh-huh. um, if I really think that I'm going to enjoy it and want to make it again. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that you know who's behind it and you're supporting mm-hmm. again these
3: great, you know, women-run businesses. I really right. don't mind. I understand the price more coming from a family of um on my dad was an entrepreneur, so I always like yeah, things are going to be more expensive when they are um produced
0: locally or in a small business and uh, I Right. Think, and I and think there's that fine. balance yeah. of how much you produce and how big your company is. And mm-hmm. you know how little you can sell it for versus how much you have to sell it for to make a profit, and I totally get that, and I think it's worth mm-hmm. it.
1: I would also say too that I mean you can sew for years and not know that the indie sewing pattern landscape exists. You know, I mean, I think if if all you're if all you're doing is is if all you have is you know a big. Um, craft store chain in your oh, local totally. um, yeah. town and then you know it's it's kind of an accessibility question you know those those big four patterns are there and and um, they're what you've got they're what you've got and um, you know they're there for you in a way that you know it's it just I feel like the in, indie sewing um yeah, it can be a little bit hard to find unless you know what you're looking for and you know to look for yeah. it. Yeah, if you do, if mm-hmm. you don't know it
0: exists, you don't know to look for it. That's right. I didn't really discover that indie pattern companies existed until I started working here, and then I was oh
1: like, me
3: yeah, oh, this
0: beautiful world has just opened up to me. Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm um, a huge fan of pattern books. Uh, Book. Oh yeah. Have oh, yeah. Patterns in them, and every single time I have recommended. A pattern to a person who wants to learn how to sew, uh, I have recommended them get started with a pattern book because not Mm -hmm. only will the book teach them start to finish what to look for, a a good pattern book, um, but they will also give them patterns, which they can either trace or take to a copy shop to print. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones which come to mind, which I've personally recommended to people who are new to sewing are one by um, Tilly, Talena buttons, the mm-hmm. love it first stitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're going back to indie, but like, I love that. It's like completely nicely yeah, packaged. It starts with basic patterns and it teaches you about fabric. It teaches about tools you need and it's like basic stuff. So that one and Oliver and S has one, which is called the building block. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, um, you know, I love pattern hacking. I love starting from basic pattern and then adding, details to it and so not only are they learning they're not like limited to a pattern then they're going to be learning new um, tips and tricks so I think like a pattern book is a a good pattern book is like a complete package Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. that's a
2: great idea that is a good idea I didn't even think of that but that's totally yeah Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan there's so many good ones Uh, all of them have been written by people who were once beginners, at least the ones I like. And mm-hmm. um, I like seeing their voice again, coming back to their story, the voice mm-hmm. and how they're teaching me or someone else is, is is pretty nifty. And then coming back to, but I like, uh, so last year I started like each one teach one series on pattern review. And I talked about how important it is to pass on this craft to the next generation. Or like to anyone, not even just the next generation, but like your own generation. If somebody doesn't, I've honestly, my goal is that everyone should sew. Every single person should sew. I like it. It. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. I agree. You need
3: your jeans hem, sew it yourself. You need, yeah. It's like
2: <laughs> So it, <laughs> yes, in, in, like in my time everybody... when people ask me that, hey, oh, you sew, will you sew? I'm like, nope but I will teach mm. you how to sew. Yes, that's that's
3: always what I say. I'd rather show you how to do it than you just come over and bring a bag of alterations. I'll be like, oh, no, 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 I'll show you how to do it. So, yeah, I think like everyone as a refrigerator in your room, everyone should have a sewing machine in their house. It's just kind of a uh, standard appliance. What's, you know.
2: So mm. I will give credit where it's due because I do think that the big four are also making an effort. Simplicity has their new pattern hacking line i yes, think yes
1: i've seen those so I i've heard give good them things them for yep.
2: uh, for Absolutely. making an effort and um, they also are partnering with some of the designers what was That's the right. right like the series for kids i'm forgetting the name F- by hand or mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. i if it's a simplicity or someone else but i think one of them have partnered with the sewing school and they're turning out patterns for kids mm-hmm. yeah so, mm-hmm. so good. yeah I, one to Laura actually works in the office and uh, her son wants to sew. So
3: mm-hmm. that's, awesome. yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. All the collaborations um with people. I know Mimi G has patterns with simplicity and um Lisa Gibson. Yeah. And yes, so that's much. kind of a nice marriage between between the two, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well.
2: Yeah, I think that it's great to be able to share resources. They have all the infrastructure. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and um I, I think it's, it's great that they're making an effort. I, I think it's, uh-huh. it's a win-win. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks so much, you guys. That was, that was kind of just the tip of the iceberg, but really but so much more to think about um, when we think about this. And, and I think the, the beauty of it is you kind of don't have to decide and um, you, you can, you can do both. And um, I think it's, I think it's good to to get out of your box every once in a while, even if you're like me and you're mostly on indie side, you know, branch out and and try
0: new things. Yeah, you don't have to be on one side or the other of this line. You can straddle it all you want. Right, right. (laughs) Yes, so thanks, you guys. All right, so on to my segment, which we've already started to uh, touch on just a little bit. So when you're sewing with the big four patterns, and patterns from many of the other pattern companies, the more independent ones, You're probably using a pattern printed on tissue paper and packaged in an envelope. Um, Many independent pattern designers use this traditional method, but the past decade has seen the rise of digital patterns, PDF files that you print out on letter-sized paper on your home printer and then tape together to create the full-size patterns. Both types have pros and cons. So let's get into that. So let's start straight up with the big question, what do you prefer? Paper or digital? Amanda, do you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, but I think you guys know where I stand on this. I'm a big fan of digital patterns. A, I don't like pattern paper. It's just, I don't know. I I like um, cutting out and using something that's a little bit heavier paper, um, less flimsy. Um, I am horrible about tracing, so I Mm -hmm. would just rather print it out cut it out, um, and then if I need a different size later, print it out again. Probably not the most eco-friendly thing, but I guess I'd be tracing on paper either way, so um, Uh it's probably a wash. So um, I'm definitely, I mean, it took a little time to get used to um, taping PDFs together, but now I kind of like it. It's kind (laughs) of my, um, my zone out thing that i do sometimes i do it on my back porch like on the patio and um you know you don't usually have to think too hard um and when i actually like look back it probably doesn't take as long as i think it as it sometimes feels like it does it's probably you know five to seven minutes tops unless Mm -hmm. you've got a really big pattern Mm -hmm. so that's my answer in a nutshell
0: Okay, I covered everything. How about you, Dipika? What do you think?
2: Um, so my job, (laughs) (laughs) running pattern review, I have access to every pattern. Yeah, in the office. So, and we also have a plotter because we offer copy shop services to to members who buy digital patterns.
3: I didn't know that.
2: Cool. Yes. So it's been great. But before that, I was where um, Amanda is. And I honestly loved the the little slowdown of, like, mm-hmm. cutting and taping. I didn't mind it one bit. I also do not like the tissue. So I'm very similar. And I, I love, love, love the instant gratification of oh, these patterns. Mm-hmm. I love that I can try a pattern from Finland. I can just click print and sew the same day yes and i it just like the thrill of that being able to connect it with all of these countries and cultures and mm-hmm. being able to see all the different styles of patterns like scandinavian styles and um that's what's thrilling to me to be able to try digital pattern that uh yay i want to try something different and um and the whole organic nature of it like oh i just printed my computer i'm like mm-hmm. my printer and cut it tape it
3: and, st- and the paper's still warm I always love it, yeah. it still warm and I'm like oh yeah, we're gonna- <laughs> so yeah. cut off the presses the <laughs> we're such an orange I know yeah. I was talking last episode of yeah,
2: yeah. how even the Same iron here. steam in
3: my face like it's like I just like love it how I like love and the smell of like steaming old fabric that smell mm-hmm. of it
1: <laughs> well, guys are so weird so into it <laughs> yeah, so I'm
3: digital all the way. I hate I hate hate hate. T- I can't even remember the last time I used a tissue pattern. I just I don't know.
2: And yeah, I just love digital. Will never go maybe back. That's why I liked Jelly Pattern from the beginning because yeah. they're always printed on that thick paper. Hmm. You Yeah. Well, they're good patterns too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Really also, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, see, now I feel like I ought to be defending paper patterns because I'm the last one to talk. But I'm kind of a digital girl, too. Um, I mm-hmm. hadn't experienced them until a few years ago. And I will I will admit that I find the taping part to be kind of frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg gave me a tip last time we talked about this. And I've got Berta patterns to the point where they're usually flat when I tape them. But a lot of the others, they tend to get kind of wrinkled because I can't quite get them set up right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I can't get everything to quite match up. And so that tends to make me frustrated. But I do hate the tissue. (laughs) I think we all hate the tissue. I'm not a tracer. So, I really like the thicker paper and I like that I can do different sizes if I need to. I like that if mm-hmm. I lose my pattern, I can just reprint yes. it and redo it. Oh, totally. Or like a single pattern
3: yeah. piece, which yes. always happens. Oh, to yes. Me, so. what, yeah. One time I wanted to add a patch pocket onto something. So, I just, you know, went into my file and I just located the one page where the pocket was. I just printed on and just added it. I do that a lot, especially with Berta when there's more. Um, Styles like variations to one pattern. Sometimes you don't need all the pieces, so I just count the
0: pages and I just print the ones that that I need. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nice oh, yeah. That's tip, the other thing. If you don't well. need a pattern yeah. piece, you don't have to have the pattern piece. Mm-hmm. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I love is a lot of places now are doing layered. Uh, patterns yes. so that oh, you can right. so that you can turn off all of the sizes you don't need, yeah. and just print your size or in my case two sizes because I always have to blend them. Yeah, um, I was like, who's just one size? I know. like <laughs> five different sizes, like, but then but then I can just you know I can pick the whatever fourteen on top and eighteen on the bottom, yeah. And I don't I know, have to have too. the sixteen in the middle getting in my way and confusing me, um. And I love that, so that is a uh-huh. great thing. And about what was digital the tip? T- I don't think what was the tip that I gave you that was. It on the light-colored table, and don't cut them; just overlap the pages. Yeah, it was don't overlap. It, it was don't overlap them. I think you told me about the oh, table, but I? I don't have one of those. So, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I I'm found just that, curious that to know what tip was that. In that such. that works really well for <laughs> Berta, but it doesn't necessarily work well for other pattern companies that oh, don't see. set theirs up exactly the same way. Oh, uh, okay. So, but I've got I've gotten a lot better with Berta, and despite the fact that my Berta patterns are usually not a five to seven minute taping situation yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I'm taping things that are like full length dresses. Um, I still, I'm a lot Zen about them than I am about some of the others.
3: Mm-hmm. For yep. sure. Yeah.
0: So we're all digital. We That's... are all digital. Okay. I want everybody to, or I want somebody to tell me something good about, uh, about paper patterns.
1: Well, I was just thinking about them and thinking about CDs and like album covers and there is kind of that. Oh, yeah, you know, I, could, I could see that. You know, there is, you know, a little bit of that just sensory experience. The other thing is, I mean, I have plenty of paper patterns in my stash that I have not sewn. But, you know, with digital, it's it's kind of hard to even keep track of what you have and what you have and you haven't sewn yet. So, you know, I do kind of like the just the kind of physical paper pattern sitting there reminding you mm-hmm. to sew it. And then there's, you know, the, on the digital side, you can, you know, get by and and buy whatever next pattern you want
2: with no guilt. Right. Because it's just <laughs> uh-huh, data. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. Here, so here's one. Here's some here's the second one. Who reads or used to read pattern instructions in bed? Did anyone do that? I know. I I have done that. I don't that. think I have I've, once in a I've while. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I would sit in bed and like dream up that, oh, I'm gonna make that and like it's like, I just got this pattern. Of course, I'm talking at least, like, um, a few years ago, maybe, like, even five years ago. Um, like, just the, so my friend, Kathy, who's uh, no longer with us, she always looked at, you know, when people are, like, talking about, oh, I have way too many patterns, I have way too many patterns. She's like, mm. you know what a pattern is? A pattern is hope in an envelope.
1: Ooh, oh, hope in an envelope. That's a good one.
2: I love And that. I That's will nicely never forget that Aww. about that. And it's, it's so true. You look at a pattern and you, you see the drawing of the person on there with like fabric choices and you flip in the back, and then you see the line drawing, and then the sizes. <laughs> and then you open it up, and you read. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. And do. then you're like, "What's this paper made of?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the instructions part was always like, "Okay, and the layout and this." Yeah. I mean, it just makes you think.
0: You yeah, know, know. yeah it makes
2: totally. you... Uh, and then of course that that's the if you have the paper thing, that's like less time on the screen, right? You know, yeah. Not mm-hmm. It's the, so truly. Totally. Well, uh, the paper and.
0: And you just so. take it out of the envelope and, and you're ready to kind yeah. of press it and, and yeah. cut it out and you're ready to go and you ah. don't have that extra step. So it does move a little faster. Oh,
2: and I'll tell you one more. If we didn't have paper patterns, what will we swap? It's true. Oh, it's a good I point. The pattern swaps. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and vintage patterns. Yeah, I mean, I, those mm. are, I mean, I don't, I haven't. I have some. I don't I know some people have amazing collections, but like mm-hmm. that's a little piece of history
0: right oh, there. Yeah, it is.
1: And and kind of connection between, you know, if you get it at the thrift store, kind of a connection between sewists. Yeah. You know, you've got someone else's markings and notes and that's pretty yeah. special.
3: Yeah. Yeah, when I was little, my mom used to take me to all these garage sales and I would pick up all these patterns. I would never sew it's just, yeah, that sensory thing of looking and I just yeah. love all the vintage little drawings and so I, I think they would make like good art one day I should just I think I don't know where I think they're still a bit back at my mom's house in the basement I should dig all those up and collage at least the the covers the, friends, the covers of them together yeah. I think that would be
0: super super cute yeah but yeah all right well we did a little uh Quiz about this one, not a quiz, a poll about this one as well. And um, we came up with 58% of people prefer paper patterns and 42% prefer what? digital. I know, right? What? But really? Now we have, <laughs> as opposed Sorry. to 100% of the people on this podcast <laughs> uh, <yeah>. right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so hopefully they won't feel like we're uh, bashing their fave too hard because we did just come up with several great reasons to use paper yes. patterns. Oh, yeah. So here's here's one last question for you. My uh, when we say paper versus digital patterns, we're kind of that's kind of a misnomer because in the end you're still using a paper pattern. Mm-hmm. You're just printing right. it at home. So then you've got this pattern left over. So how do you store your digital patterns once they're printed out onto paper? Anybody? In a
1: giant stack that I'm really ashamed of. <laughs>
2: How's that? That's great. That's the best answer. The paper ones are easy because they're like you know, yeah. like smaller. than so the small. yeah. like
0: If you can ever get them back in the envelope. Yes, I, I
2: just, uh, yeah, yes. yep, yep. But uh, yes, that is a con. Ones, <laughs> that is a con. The digital ones, um, you know, now I mostly print on the pl- plotter, so they're mm-hmm. like 36 inch wide sheets. So I will roll them up and um, stack them in the corner of the room uh, before I use them. Mm-hmm. When I use them, I usually cut them mm-hmm. because they're usually printed to my size. And then I fold them and I store them just like I would a paper pattern. Mm-hmm. Then uh, that's it. So that I don't have the roll. So I do have a lot of tubes, which means I have a lot of unsown digital patterns, <laughs> printed, mm-hmm. But they are, have not been sewn. I rarely
3: if I'm not sewing them right away, they they usually just stay in a stack of not taped together. I very Mm -hmm. rarely have them tiled together, but not cut out. And so I have a huge stack and I kind of like, you know, when you like alternate them so you can kind of pick up just one. So I have big stacks like that. They're just not even tiled, but yeah. What do you do once they're tiled? I make them and then I put them in like a big envelope with the instructions taped to the front and then all of the folded up. Piece. If it used, to, it has to pass a, will I make again or will I not? So yeah, half, right. about half of them, I just recycle. them I just know I'm not going to make them again and I recycle them, but, but the select few make it into my um,
0: envelope. All right. Does anyone else have anything to say about paper versus digital patterns? Deep thoughts. Um, Deep thoughts. <laughs> I think you don't I'm have fresh like
2: Really digging deep, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so should we just jump into our sojo segment? Yeah, next? let's jump got- into sojo. Yeah, all right. So this is the uh, part of the podcast where we each share our sojo, which is something that's giving us our sewing mojo for the week. So, Amanda, why don't you ho- go ahead and get us started?
1: Well. Um- My sojo is a bit scattered because I have a list of um, things that I want to make for spring and summer. And I thought it was a very reasonable list and um, I was really excited about it. But what is happening is that um, I'm kind of it's a little bit warmer here in Colorado. I'm dipping into some of my kind of spring items um, and I keep Wearing things and thinking, oh, man, I should make another one of these. (laughs) And it just keeps happening. I just made another Hinterland dress. Um, I am working on another dungaree dress, the Roberts Collection uh, one. And even I'm wearing a Roscoe blouse today, and I wore it. And this morning first thought, I should really make another one of these. So (laughs) I agree. I think that's... um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that happens to me more than other people, or, or if that happens to you guys. But that's—I don't know. I'm, I'm probably just going to do that and do a bunch of repeats. Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay. Whatever yeah. makes you happy it
1: makes me happy. So happy. How about
3: you, Jipika? What's what's your sojo for the week, or what are you working on, or getting you inspired?
2: Actually, working on another hand sewing project. It's uh, this time. It's a plain black shirt. Which I have uh, stenciled with transparent gray paint, which you Ooh. can't see, and I'm sewing it with black threads. So yay, because I like to torture myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be very textural and yes. yeah, yes, it'll be very i'm I'm sewing that, but uh, what I really need to be sewing is a cardigan um, from this beautiful royal blue angora fabric I bought last year at the PR weekend in Canada because it's my friend Bonnie's favorite color. And she was mad at me because I spotted it first. (laughs) I told her, look, I have a year to sew it up. If I don't sew it before the next PR weekend, which is when I'll see you, it's yours. PR oh. weekend is less than a month away. And I, if I don't sew that card, I'm going to have to give it to her. And now it's public. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah. Let us I wish know I how knew it you turns out. If you're, if you're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I don't sew it, it's yours. Oh, I wish <laughs> I knew Thanks you. Sir, the hi. PR
3: weekend was in Canada before because I'm in Toronto. So you guys were pretty close there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah! It was it was super fun. This year it's in Portland and um, oh, Oregon. Nice. Oh, very
3: nice. So, yeah,
2: if you have any cardigan pattern suggestions for me,
3: would you work? Which would work for you? Let me know.
1: Oh, I'll definitely send
3: you over some. Oh or, uh, man, recommendations. Oh yeah, you, know, so you guys cardigans.
1: know how I feel about cardigans. You're oh a cardigan. yeah, queen.
3: Yeah, I mean, we should just really give it to our cardigan queen over here, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, I
2: want, I want a flowy kind, like very loosey goosey. It's super quick to show. because.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I think Verna has a couple of those <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Well, i will oh, send totally.
2: over some recommendations, yeah, don't you for worry?
0: Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> how about you, Kate? What's your sojo? Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's my uh, confession. I have a very, very low-level sojo right now. Um, My cat has been sick, and I have been putting all of my Uh energy into um, taking care of her. She's doing much better now, but I am exhausted and have not touched anything sewing-related for uh, a week and a half, something like that. So my sojo is when I have developed a little bit more energy, I'm going to sew something again. (laughs) So that 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 is all I've got right now
2: okay oh. hey, um I have to suggest something for you I was um last year was a little bit going through some personal um stuff at home and stuff and that's when I did not have any energy to sew and that's when I found the hand sewing the reverse applique mm-hmm. and it really gave me so much peace and I loved that I it was portable. I could bring it with me and I could start and just sew for five minutes and put it away. And honestly, those little running stitches are still like yoga for me. I don't do mm-hmm. yoga, but those it brought me so much peace and happiness and still being connected to a craft, which I love and not have to go to the sewing room. And well, uh, so I if you need any... Encouragement. I'm a big enabler of hand sewing and slow fashion thing. I will send you all the resources you need to get started. I will even stencil fabric for you.
0: Oh, thank you. That's really nice. Aww.
2: I'd like to give that a try.
1: Yeah.
3: For sure. That's
0: such a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thank is you. Good.
3: Yeah. Well, my sojo is actually, um so this morning before we uh, recorded this, I signed up for Me Made May, and so that kind of has me inspired now. Yeah, so my pledge was just to wear something Me Made for any event or activity I do. It's not realistic every day because, I mean, I work from home, so I'm usually in my pajamas every day. (laughs) (laughs) But I also wanted to make a new bathing suit for myself um that I feel good in and I don't care if it you know j- I just want a bathing suit that makes me happy and not like yes. oh you should wear like a uh, one piece of I'm just gonna make whatever I want it's gonna be lime green and crazy and I want it to be like a retro like body glove one anyways but it'll be I just want to make one that I love so that's kind of my so and I think I'm going to maybe then dive into more of the indie sewing because I really love I want to branch out a little bit more and get that Megan Nielsen new bathing suit pattern as yeah because a really good template um yes. to, to for you. for a bathing suit so yeah that's my sojo. Mm-hmm. and i think awesome. you need to hop off now um yeah but
2: uh it was so great having you here thank you
1: so much for coming yeah. on
2: Fantastic. Oh, thank you for amazing joining. you guys are such good debaters i like <laughs> that's <laughs> what we do yeah i like it but i do want to say one thing in closing that um uh, I honestly think there is it, there is no debate between like which pattern company, this, that. I don't think there's any single pattern which has ever been made, which works for every single body. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Or any company, honestly, which ch- completely churns out pattern, which works for everybody. You just need to go find what works for you and just go sew. And the more pattern companies we have, the better it is for all of us. Completely you know? agree. And Absolutely. you should never,
0: ever feel guilty because you think yeah. that you're getting a pattern from a company that's not cool enough. If you love yeah. it, then that's all that matters. Yeah. That's, that's hey, the beauty sew. of sewing. You're
2: already the coolest person. If you yeah, don't. you are. <laughs> exactly. I love
0: that. Well, thank you <laughs> again. Thank you. This you was lovely. You. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah. Wow. That was a really awesome conversation. And I'm so glad Deepika was able to join us today.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So now it's time for our Sew so and Tell segment. And in last... Um, In the last episode, we asked you, how does sewing support your mental health? And we we got some really great responses. It was really nice reading um, all of them. And even that was so lovely of Pika to share her... her journey with you Kate and I hope that and I kind of know that like made me want to start hand sewing and we all know I what? hate hand sewing I'm I like know. I'm like I want to do that too <laughs> absolutely yeah. well and
0: it's funny too because I I don't think she knew about her sew and tell question necessarily I think it just yeah, happened to come up in the conversation so, so that's yeah. that yeah, was a, quite in, a confluence of stuff absolutely tied in beautifully
1: yes um also beautiful the comments that we got on Mm -hmm. this question because i think for me it was i don't know it's just kind of about developing that connection and hearing that other people have you know kind of use sewing in the same way that i use it um so i'll kick us off um this um is from katie so and so on instagram um And she says, definitely, whenever I feel anxious or like I need a break from the general routine, I walk into my sewing room and feel an instant calm. Usually within an hour or two, I'm able to walk out of there feeling accomplished, refreshed and ready to tackle anything. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I've said before, you know, sewing gives me energy and it totally it does. It does.
3: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Me too.
0: So we got another comment on Instagram from 2Sew2. Two two. It says, sewing has been my physical therapy. It has been and continues to be my peace and my creativity. It's always so fun to find the perfect pattern or design, learn a new technique, and especially to connect and share with fellow sewists. I agree with that. I find especially the technique part. Yes. I love mm-hmm. learning a new technique and mastering it. Yes. It makes me feel very cool.
1: Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of just, you know, challenging your brain and getting... You know, to a point where you understand it and you can execute it well. And the, there's a lot yeah. of pride, pride in that, I mm-hmm. think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our last um, comment that I'm going to read is also from Instagram from Julian Cordell. That's not your Nathan. Julian, right? I know. Not my Julian. No, that's why okay. I kind of picked this comment. I was like, cool name. <laughs> <laughs> but I also loved what they had to say as well. Um Sewing calms my ever constant moving mind. It quiets the self-doubt and negative talk and brings me moments of peace. I can literally I can literally tell what it has been a while since I've sewn when I feel a bit off. It's like my meditation. Just
1: love nice. that. Nice. Yep. Yeah, mm. That's my husband can tell when I haven't sewn in a while. Oh
3: right. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> He'll, ask
1: He'll you tell tell think you need to sew something? Yes. <laughs> so same
3: here. <gasps> that's awesome. Uh. Yeah, so we want to hear what um, your thoughts are on this episode, and our question is: Big Four, indie paper, digital. What's your personal preference? And just so you know, they're all right. You can yes, you know, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Whatever's for you, for you. So let's. That's know. why there's so many great options. I mean, it's it would be terrible if there was only kind of one one thing or the other. So. More We're pattern so companies
0: are better and more options are better. So true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly.
1: So that was really fun, guys.
3: That yes. was a yes. yes. great episode. episode.
1: Well, thanks so much, everybody. Happy stitching. Happy stitching. Until next time.
0: For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com/ slash sew and tell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the Sew and Tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast and tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. So and Tell is a production of F&W Media Studios. It is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Caristio, and me, Kate Zinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle. Our audio engineer and editor is Kevin Mitchell. And our executive producer is Jared Mayer.